reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hey, it's Link. And Claude. From Last King of the Cross. Hello, I'm Anita Annabelle. Welcome to the very first episode of our brand new podcast, The Entertainment Hotline. Each week, celebs from all facets of the entertainment industry will call up and chat about their latest projects and give me a little bit of insight into their life. Lincoln Eunice and Claude Jabour are stars of Paramount Plus's newest operatic series, Last King of the Cross. Inspired by the autobiography of nightclub owner John Ibrahim, who you may all be very aware of. It's a fictionalised account of his experiences in Sydney's King's Cross before the infamous lockout laws came to pass. It is streaming now on Paramount Plus and you don't want to miss it. Here's Lincoln and Claude. Guys, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. You are my very first guest for this brand new podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, what an honour. What an honour. Are you thrilled? Yes, yeah. thank you for having us. I've been so clean. It's, yeah, I mean, we built this set just for you. Oh, amazing. We've Fantastic. got new mics, we've got new equipment, all just for you guys. Yeah, I mean, don't lie, we, we, we helped you build it earlier. We did. We we did. It was <laughs> IKEA flat pack and we've, we've done it. I'm it so took lucky. Nine hours. I'm so lucky. Yeah, that, that nine hours well spent, oh, obviously. Yeah. Valentine's we Day. Well. Yep. Valentine's Day. We are recording the day after Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> Happy <God>. Valentine's. <laughs> Guys, Last King of the Cross. I'm so, 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 so obsessed with it. I know. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, it's just I'm great. not even it's exaggerating. Just no. I love it. Tell your face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It's so awesome. I'm really, really thrilled for you guys. Let's start with the kind of the, you know, the actor questions. What was the entire process like doing? Yeah, obviously it was a dream. Um, we um, we had a lot of um, fun on set, especially when we first saw the um, well, King's Cross being brought to life by our um, amazing um, set designers. Set designers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were showing up um, to pretty much 250 background actors, um, bouncers, uh, you know, um, strippers, uh, everything that you could think of, um, buzzing around the street. And then we went to work. Yeah, and then we went to work. <laughs> Um, that was our job for pretty much, yeah, the entire experience. So, as you can imagine, yeah, we're, we're tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was before you started acting. That was acting. before we started exactly. research. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was about a decade of research <laughs> yeah. before this show started. <laughs> you guys seem like the most fun people to be around. Like, I've spent maybe 10 minutes with you and already I'm like, minutes. this has been the best 10 minutes of my life. <laughs> but it That's, is- no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been, you know, this is such a dark, I mean, we were joking earlier mm. that you, Link, you have the stern John face. You know, this is a this is such a different role compared to your actual personalities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're very, like, joyful, kind of harmless, yeah. fun people. And this is a very uh, brutal, dark, edgy world. So, it's fun to inhabit it for, for a time and then kind of. Go be idiots outside of it. Oh, I love that. Got to be idiots all the time. I'm always yeah. an idiot. 
So, because it was so heavy, like, what did you do between takes? Cried. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we kept it light between ourselves. I think obviously we yeah. did a lot of like heavy scenes and there was a lot of heavy content and, you know, you, you know, go into your space as an actor or whatever, but like it never stopped us having fun. You know, I always find that like um, everybody keeps sane in those really long hour environments mm. by, um, you know, having a bit of fun uh, amongst the crew. And uh, we certainly did that, and it was a nice environment. Like I said, the the vibe of the actual set was like being on, on the strip um, yeah. in its heyday. It was, so, it was electric, and there yeah. was such an amazing ensemble cast, and we all kind of, because you're just standing around the street, mm. um, and it feels like you are in King's Cross back yeah. in the seventies, eighties. You just you just start talking crap essentially, oh, I love and it. and what we realised, <laughs> much to the disdain of some of the crew but we realized that the sound recordist grant would uh just keep our mics on um before or after takes so we started exploiting that and yeah. just and just trying to make people laugh yeah. uh, or disturb people yeah and i think <laughs> oh so i think some of that improvising mm. got into the show yeah yeah definitely yeah and you know unlike the real king's cross um we didn't get knocked back from any clubs so yeah great. yeah and that was a really, I actually had a bit of PTSD when I stepped on the set and um, I saw a big security guard and I was like, oh, not again. <laughs> so, it's like when I'm 19, I was like, oh, no, I own this. <laughs> yeah. This is my this club. This is my club. You're not allowed in. But see, you guys weren't in, oh, no, maybe. So, you're 30. I'm 61 and yes. I started the cross. Two. No, I, I am 31. 31, uh, So, I got the baby. last I got the last three years of the cross. Yeah, so right. So, I got, I got it quite intensely, which and was fun. Are you a little bit older than that? A little bit older, yeah. Yeah, right. And I was- um, I was grew up in Melbourne, but I did come to the cross. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I was stunned. I could not <laughs> believe what I was seeing. It was <laughs> insane, insane. So, and that was probably the tail end of it. Obviously, it wasn't uh, um, much wilder. I mm. imagine in the period oh, that we yeah. covered before the lockdowns, right? Yeah, but this was um, still kind of something that I've never forget. Like showing up, there were police on horseback, and you know, bashing people. It was violent and crazy, and. Yeah, I was just saying earlier. I um, I wore a chinos and a pink shirt. Um, and uh, yeah, nobody nobody gave me any warning about what I was walking into. No. Oh, um, how did that go? Yeah, no, there was yeah. there was some there was some people shouting things. Um, oh, I think, seriously? I, I think it's a rite of passage. Yeah. I think I think John actually did a version of that. Oh yeah, in his memoir, he talks about. Yeah, that's right. Spending a night in the cross. I remember that actually. Similarly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that was a prank. Mine was a real thing. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you got real heavy just real then, but yeah. um, I went to World Bar and, oh. I, and I had teapots. Did you have the teapot? So- hey. <laughs> The fish bowls? So, fish yeah. bowls, teapots. Right. It was always at the tail end of the evening. Yeah. I, um, I, had, a, I had a steady um, diet of, uh, I think, fish bowls into kebab into regret. Uh, that was most weekends. <laughs> um, Me too. Yeah. Mm. Look, this show is dramatised, fictionalised of John's life, John mm-hmm. and Sam's life, but there is a semblance of truth. How is it like portraying those characters, knowing that these are real people? Um, I mean, it's it's look, it's a big responsibility to take on a show like this in any kind of capacity. But I think, I think with any kind of role, it's it's our responsibility, it's our job to take ownership mm. of the character, whether it's inspired by a real person or just completely um, fictionalized. And I think 
after a certain point of mining research and ideas and stimulus um, for different things in terms of creating a character, you just kind of have to inhabit it and own it and um, and go to work. So I think I think it can be you know it can be overwhelming if you think mm. about all the pieces all at once. But you just for me at least you know it's one step at a time. Take what's helpful, leave what's not, and then hope that when you get to set, you're working with um, you know a scene partner that is as open and um, risky and wonderful and talented as Claude is. Oh, and, and thank you so much. And so it was kind of. Great, because we could come with our respective ideas and just see what landed and kind yeah. of the best dynamic one, and hopefully that's what's shown on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I think for us, you know, when you take all the, like, bells and whistles away, all the, like, guns and violence and whatever, what I really loved about this story was that it is really about, you know, brotherly love. Mm. It's about family. It's about, you know, loyalty. Um, so these are kind of themes that you bring your own sort of experience to, even though, you know, the, the events are like wild and things that we would never imagine or come across. Um, at its core, it's like very human story. And that's what I really loved when I read this script. And what I hope comes across in the show is that, um, we leave a lot of spaces for, for that dynamic to see like behind the veil of, um, these, you know, tough guys that are, are running around. Um, you see, uh, a, a much more kind of, human story and and um and that's something that you know you don't have to fake mm -hmm. um you can everybody can relate to that yeah and also the um which we kind of spoke about halfway through filming the really interesting thing about the series for us was yeah there's all the bells and whistles and and people expect that mm. um what they don't expect is two brothers same family but coming at life from two different directions and two different uh, motivations and the show doesn't say which one is more correct or morally right or wrong. It just kind of presents it. And so there's this grayness in terms of um, it, that leaves it up to the audience to decide who they understand. And hopefully they understand both walks of life. You know, for Sam, it's uh, loyalty and tradition. And for John, it's ambition and um, changing the way things have been to the way things he should he thinks they should be mm. and just to to see these kind of different i don't want to say archetypes but different ways of living life along the same strip of road and from the same family and just seeing how vastly different their lives go um is really fascinating and at sometimes you know heartbreaking to watch mm. it really is a, a story about family i've really noticed that particularly from the beginning in the first episode when you're in Lebanon mm. and then you now in Sydney and you're living this completely different life. But at its core, it's just about this relationship between a family, isn't it? We haven't really delved much what in the episodes that I've seen into the dad relationship yet. So I'm really keen to see more mm. about that. And I'm also, what I loved about it as well was just the representation, I guess, of um, migrants in our country. There are there are so many migrants in our country. I'm from a family of migrants. And what do you think we can see more of with migrants in the country on TV? Like what kind of representation do you think is important for us to see? Well, I think, you know, um, in many ways, like the migrant story is like it's a quintessential 
Australian store is part of our history, mm. you know. Um, and I think that there's uh, a lot, a lot of opportunity to show um, all of the stories of um, the uh, people from, um, you know, different backgrounds that came here to make a life, um, not necessarily fleeing war, people who came here um, to, you know, uh, to get better prospects. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, there's so much space to tell more of those stories on mm -hmm. our screens. You know, this was kind of uh, one version of it. Um, but, you know, anybody, I think, you know, has some story about when their grandparents came here and, you know, and uh, I'm sure, you know, I've started to kind of like ask them questions and my grandparents and, and, when you do, I think sometimes we're guilty of like not asking those types totally. of things. When you do, you find a treasure trove of, mm. you know, hilarious stories, heartbreaking stories. Um, and yeah, I hope we see more of those on our screens. Yeah, I agree. And you both, so you're Lebanese descent and you're half Lebanese descent. Yeah, yeah. I just learned that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, John and I have family from the same place in Lebanon, which is Tripoli. So, oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, Serendipitous, Serendipity. kind of crossover, um, but just going back to the um, migrant stories, I, I think it's one of those things where I've been seeing a lot lately with with streamers how we just the way we uh, consume content and we we always look, you know, overseas for for content mm -hmm. to watch, and it's usually because we don't have the we've got such amazing casts uh, cr and creatives and crews here in Australia. But there's a shortage of jobs a lot mm. of the time and there's a shortage of stories being told because there just hasn't been the the outlets or the avenues. Yeah. And now with streamers, there are more projects coming here, which is wonderful. Um, and I just think it's really important that we 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 look in-house more mm. like this show before we start outsourcing as much, you know, because the if we don't have those stories being told, they just get lost. It's the only way. They're kind of like you were saying, you know, talking to your grandparents or relatives or other friends that are from different cultures. It's like they're ephemeral, they're fleeting. And if you don't actually um, immortalize them with something like film or TV or theater, then they're lost. Totally. My, um, I actually got my mom for Christmas this amazing. This is not a plug. This is not a plug. No, go for I it. Go <laughs> plug it. Plug it. <laughs> this amazing uh, thing where she she literally every week had to fill out a story and fill out a, a, like it was a, a word prompt and she had to fill out every single week and then it's now been turned into a book and you add photos wow. and all of that. It is such a great gift and I'm so excited to, to read it because she's my mum is that type of person that, you know, she will always sit down and tell you the stories from mm. like back in the Philippines and so my mum was born in the Philippines or like when she remembered like moving from being on the boat, like all of those kind of things that when you're a kid I think you just kind of go, oh, mum, shut mm. up. But now you're like, I want to know. I want to know where I came from. I want to know all of those types of things and I think that's why it's so important, particularly that we have representation on screen for all of us. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that the migrant story is one that we haven't really heard a lot of or it's generalised. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just, it, yeah, it's categorised into certain kind of stories and it's totally. like, no, there's a there's a whole spectrum of, yeah. of different stories and light. Like yeah. there's a lot of light with of migrant stories is. and it's, we always tend to go the, the heavier route. But, I mean- <laughs> Any of our Leb relatives, they're, they're laughing 
more than they're crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh totally. Just, you know, it's- Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I guess with this role for you guys, one thing that I did notice was how physical the role was. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, there was a particular scene in a park. I don't know, like- <laughs> Just a little bit physical. Uh, no, there was. It was a very, very physical role for you guys. Um, lots of fighting, lots of physical exercise, swimming. Yep. Shirtless boxing. Yep. Lots of. You know, how did you prepare for these roles, guys? Uh, yeah, a lot of working out. But I guess, <laughs> I guess for me specifically, um, the the physicality kind of informed a lot of the internal mentality yeah, right. i think i think back then i've talked about it a little bit it's like we we live in a very safe country a very safe time there's a lot of rules there's a lot of boundaries that are respected mm. um but we're re- we're representing in the show a time where it was a moral quandary there was no rules there was like mm. and and everything was very primal and what that as as you know a man imagining back then a lot of that would come down to physicality you couldn't talk your way out of a lot of things yeah. john john in the show can but not all the time and so there's something about what that does to your body in terms of when i was prepping the role i was mm-hmm. like you you need to be at your peak because it might be a matter of survival, of especially if you're in that kind of danger zone every night, yeah. and you're on a strip of of land where, at any point, the higher up you go, the more people are coming for you. So, for me, that was kind of part of it. Also, it's really you know, it was fun, and and I come from a sporting background, so yeah. anything that gives me a kind of a physical outlet or physical entry point. Um, I really look forward to whether that's stunts or building characterization through visually how you look or your body changes. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Are you going to do the ten challenge again? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I um, I wanted to do the marathon, so it was a bit different. But yeah, yeah, I've been. I've been trying to figure out how I can alter them. Surprised you know that. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been trying to good research. Thank you. I've been trying to figure out a difference that I could still in the same format, but a different kind of thing. But yeah, right. That was really that was really wonderful. Um, a lot of people got involved in that. I mean, it's so important because mental health, and I think you were doing it for mental health. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that for men in particular, it's it's something that you don't speak about very often yeah um and i think it's really important and i think that's well, it's, amazing it's been, that's that's been one of the more wonderful things of this friendship is that we kind of do discuss mm. that and and oh, a lot of the people yeah a lot of the people in the in the project did as well yeah. um there was a lot of really open people in terms of discussing mental health but also a range of other things um but i also find me personally and i think you as well because from what we've talked about but it's like there's uh you you can get quite heady in this life especially with social media and just overstimulation and all that kind of stuff and there's a whole range of uh antidotes to that but for me one of them has been getting into your body if you're in your body you're out of your head Mm. and sometimes you know what's in your head isn't correct and isn't real yeah and so sometimes just 
being present and in your body and what is rather than what could be that tends to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been um, something that I've noticed amongst our, my, you know, I, I went to a, a boys' school pretty much my whole life um, since from prep to year 12. But I stayed in contact with a lot of those friends um, basically my whole life. And it's been uh, interesting to see, at least in the last five or 10 years, I have seen a change where people um, definitely um, have those conversations a lot more than they did before. Um, sometimes I think as... Um, Oh, definitely, it was the case on this production that um, maybe as actors and in our in our world, we were a little bit closer to those types of conversations as we've kind of uh, it's part of our process, it's like creating space yeah, for it. Yeah, it's yeah. part of our process. We're around it, we hear about it, you know. Um, but yeah, in outside of that world, um, it's uh, you know, there's no real opportunity that's just going to come up where people are going to have that conversation. So, but you know, I have seen changes in, in the right direction, and just sometimes, you know, telling someone it would be as simple as like, "This is what I'm feeling right now," and just knowing that this other person knows that yeah. they don't have to say anything or do anything. Um, you know, I found that, um, you know, uh, many times all I needed to hear, you know. Um, so, you know, that's that's uh, a simple step that can feel like, you know, a, a really big deal at the time. But, um, you know, for me, that, that was uh, helpful in itself. I think a lot of creatives, myself included, have put on this a really big show. Like you walk into a room and you're like really joyful and you're, mm. you know, happy and you laugh and but really a lot of us are really it's a mask. Yeah, of course. And you're really, really dealing with something that's that people just have absolutely no idea what you're dealing of with. Of course. And it's so important that we all look out for each other. Mm. And I mean oh, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say I think a big part of that is anything creative, anything as an artist in whatever field, there is uncertainty. And as soon as there's uncertainty, um, there's the prospect of anxiety mm. and instability and the unknown, and that f that obviously creates and not and fosters fear. Yeah. Um, and so the only way out of that is, as Corp was kind of saying, is like actually just acknowledging whatever comes up. Hopefully, being around a supportive. A network of people who don't judge it and then what that allows is for the feeling to pass yeah and that way it's not stuck in you um but that all comes down to you know creating the space for it and having capacity for it and having the language to actually articulate it um these themes that you're dealing with in this show i mean they're heavy mm. there's death there's no spoilers but there's <laughs> death there's, you know, it's very, very, you're, you're coming from a war-torn country. There's a lot of heaviness. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Like, I know that you guys were saying, like, you're joking around on set, but, like, is there somebody you can talk to? Because I find that you'd probably yeah. need it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to have sort of a, a training that was focused on how to go there and, and then pack it up and and, mm. and you know not take it into your into your life afterwards and uh, and sometimes there is a like 
tendency in, in actors to like wallow, wallow in it. And, um, and so, you know, you go to those places for the sake of a scene and it brings up all sorts of feelings in your real life, um, things that you haven't dealt with. I mean, it's part of the amazing thing about what we do is we get to process some of those feelings through our work. But if, that. yeah, but you know, it definitely hangs around and stays with you. And if you can't separate the two worlds, you can get pretty confusing. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of, um, you know, you can, you can learn that in training. You can learn that just on the job. Um, but yeah, the, the, the idea is that you've kind of always got to remind yourself that, you know, this is just playtime, you know? Um, and, uh, and that's, I think part of why we, you know, we kept that banter up uh, on set for totally. us. It's kind mm. of like a coping mechanism as yeah, well yeah. with the stress and all of the stuff that's happening on set. I think that's what people do when they're when they're um, yeah. hyper stressed and tired and whatever. Hyper vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you know, that's 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 how we kind of deal with things. It's also it's an interesting thing um, that I've been thinking about more lately is that you what we do. Uh, in terms of those scenes that you're talking mm. about, the heavier stuff, mm. um, you can intellectualize it. You can uh, make it hypothetical. You can know mentally uh, that it's not real, but your body still has the same chemical release. Absolutely. Like emotionally or and, and viscerally. Like it's the same. Your body still goes into the same state of shock or, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So I think- um, that's been something to be aware of with with certain shows like this where your body can't tell the difference so you need to have uh good kind of self-soothing uh routines or something that or even just perspective shifts like talking to people that aren't in the industry like just catching or having a small crew of people that <clears throat> you can just hang out with and just be mm. where you don't have to be on and you you can just be quiet around yeah. each other or whatever it is you need um we we um i should linking back to before with the physicality stuff we had um amazing trainers um emma hallett and paul zaitis that kind of gave us something either before or after filming where we could go to this wonderful gym and just you know work out with them or with each other and just focus on that because it's really it sounds it sounds whatever but when you're focusing on lifting something heavy, you can't think about anything else. Totally. And and it just gives that same, like- <laughs> I like, need that in my life. No, no. What can I lift that's heavy? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's so funny because you're like, why do you go there and just lift <laughs> things and put them down and then lift them again? Like it makes yeah. no sense when you actually think about Lifting it. Lifting up tires. But and it's amazing yeah. for your brain to actually just have to focus on something and put all of your attention into something that isn't you. Um, and how oh, you're feeling, and then the release afterwards is is really helpful. Well, for the endorphins, right? Yeah, the endorphins, and also you know progress. So it's yeah, like you know okay. you do it enough, then you start noticing things. You feel better, and mm. so I think there's all you know it all it's all a bit of everything, and it's balance of that that kind of gets you out of it. Yeah, and I mean you had this cast of insane actors around you as well. I mean, obviously led by the two of you, but. Yeah. <laughs> but Tim Roth, look at you, both just nodding your head. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
Tim Roth, like what an amazing person to lead as well. Um, Damien Moff Howling. Yeah. Big Blue Healers stand. Yeah, oh, absolutely. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, an old, I'm an old Australian TV <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, it's, it's, it was a good show. <laughs> no, it was a, a seminal piece show. of TV. Yeah. I would never forget when I got to interview Martin Sachs and I nearly died. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, and like such an amazing all star. Um, Callum Mulvey. Callum Mulvey. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. break High. Declan. Yeah. God, I really know my Australian TV. <laughs> original Drazic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drazic. Did Jazz, I say? Yeah. No, no. Oh, no okay. I said it right. I think so. Declan, yeah, what, you, what you might not know Declan. about Declan. Declan. Drazic, yeah. guys. Cool. Drazic, what yeah. you might not know about Cal oh, is he is, amongst other things, an amazing DJ. Incredible DJ. Incredible DJ. Get yeah. out. He yeah, was yeah. actually, we were filming, I don't think you mind me telling you this. We were, um, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. We were filming at one of the clubs in King's Cross. Um, this is before the, the whole set build had happened. So, we were filming kind of external, internal at one of the actual clubs. And one of the owners came up and was like, Cal, I didn't know you were back. Do you want to DJ again? So, he had a residency at this club. Stop it. And, yeah. the, and, and it's one of the cool, apart from him being cool in general, it was one of the most boss things I've ever seen <laughs> because it was just after a take and he looks up and he's like, hey, man, nah, that's that's my past. I don't do that. <laughs> He's like, he's like, come on, man. Is there anything we could do to get you back? And he's like, nah, man, nah, nah. <laughs> like, I just thought, I was like, that, that was is the, sick. It was the most boss yeah. thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, I'm what a legend. Yeah, he's great. You yeah, are cool. a, that is yeah, royalty. That is very cool. That is so cool. I mean, this car, you guys are, it's just this amazing cast. Um, and I, I'm, Pretty blown away. Like I sometimes, you know how sometimes you watch Australian TV and you can, you just, there's got an Australian flair to Mm -hmm. it. This really feels like the most schmick overseas production. Does that sound awful? No, no, no. Do we need to cut that? No. 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 I think think what's, I think what's hopefully wonderful and I haven't seen too much of it, but I know from experiencing it and seeing playback on set and whatnot is that I hope this is the start or the reinvigoration of fearless art in Australia because there's a tendency to have a really bold idea and then pull out of it Mm. as you're going because people get fearful. Mm. Um, And what what society wants, you know, is bold kind of art. Real. And real and they can deal with honesty and they can deal with directness and they can deal with gratuity when it's uh, steeped in narrative Mm. and- what they can't deal with is kind of pulling punches and kind of half, yeah, half-told stories. So I think this is one that is a yeah. good marker of where we're at. Mm. Yeah, and I think cro- clocking like our creatives are really um, amazing, and often we're restricted. We're restricted in many ways, like uh, crew, camera crew, makeup. You know, they have all of these amazing ideas, and they have a lot of flair and all this stuff, and they don't actually get to you know do that. On the yeah. productions because there's just this like you know tendency we really everybody's like um you know I'm on right. life support in the industry yeah. here so people are scared to take risks sometimes what was great in this production is, is the um investment and the backing by um the the by paramount and um it was amazing to see i mean i remember recalling a lot of the um dops just being like 
I never been able to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like I can't believe they're letting me do this How and use cool. this camera. And like normally I'm just standing there behind the tripod and, you know, next mm. next take, whereas this time like they're just letting me do this. Oh, my this God, that's Cool sick. piece of equipment. So I think that's what we have to really be conscious of is that when we give people that opportunity and that chance, we really do have the talent here. Oh, my yeah. God, totally. And the makeup was so good. Oh. I'm like looking yeah. at you now and I'm like, God, he looks so young. And yeah. He looks real young in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out like, to the makeup that, is team. That makeup? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the scar is exactly the same scar. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Like I've seen pictures. They, they, they side were so side. talented. Every, everyone on that crew was so talented, but the hair and makeup killed it. They, yeah, they, yeah, and, they and the costume. It just—it's so funny because we have world-class caliber of crew and creatives here. I love it. And it's but it's all as you were saying. It's like this dormant energy. Yeah. And it's like people are just waiting to actually show what they can do mm. and have the platform to do it. Um. And so this was a really nice uh, opening for that. I love. So I do have two fan questions. Go for it. Okay. So these weren't from me. These are from the fans. That's you. That's me. Is that your mum? It's my mum. <laughs> okay. Hey, mum. <laughs> My mum seems Methodist. <laughs> Methodist. Okay. What has been a career-defining moment for you both? Uh, I think uh, for me was Stateless. Being on Stateless was a big thing for me, um, that team, and it was just an opportunity that came at a time in my life where, you know, uh, I really needed it and uh, it was a really uh, amazing project to be a part of as one of my um, early ones. And uh, yeah, that, that uh, sort of kind of set things in motion for me. So it was a big, big deal for me. I love that show and I loved you in it. Thank you. It's such a good show. Thank You're amazing. You. Yeah. So cool. You've only been acting four years, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like ish. I've been doing it for my whole life, but <laughs> only sort of got- you have TV had your big break in the last four, four, years. Four, four years. No, no, it's one of those what's typical things. No, truly. Overnight sensation, 10 years in the making. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so it's been basically, yeah, four or five years of, of TV insane, work. It's insane because you've just gone- Yeah. I mean, after. Yeah. And that'll keep going. Keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Thank you, thank you. What about your Grand Hotel? Um, I love that show. Yeah. I think you think I don't. I loved that show. No, no, no. I love that show too. Because it's like telenovela. Yeah, it was very. Which is I love hello. it. I love the Latino flair of that and the storytelling and the, <laughs> and and I love that whole experience. I, I look. I've to be honest, I've had a few different markers for different things. Like, um, I'd come from film and TV, but then I had some lean years, and I um, yeah, wasn't working, and I'd always wanted to explore theatre because it scared the hell out of me. Oh, I love theatre. Yeah, and so I did a uh, a play called A View from the Bridge uh, here in Sydney and it was one of the hardest, most wonderful plays and I think I remember that being a shift for me mm. because I, I felt like I'd hit a creative wall and I didn't quite know how I could uh, extend myself or push myself, myself and I kind of- It was also at a time that was, you know, it's very normal for- actors to not work um it's the norm yeah. um and i think there was some statistic that's like 99 percent of actors can't live off their wage alone Ooh. and it's so it's it's a it's a brutal industry all that to say um my markers of like growth have been when i've embraced something that scares me so that's kind of that. moving forward what i want to approach things with and and this i think this for both of us has been a really, you know, to lead a show that is this 
mammoth and yeah. on this kind of scale and this ambitious. Um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, so I'm just kind of looking for the next, you know, challenge. It's exciting to see your range as well. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the growth that you've had over the years. Yeah, you know, that's that's really cool. Oh, it's, to watch. It's the, that's the most fun. I know you're the same. Yeah, and, and Claude's so that. transformative in this. It, I think for me, it's like the actors I really admire because it brings in the play of it all, which is where mm. you lose yourself or, or you're not recognised. So, like someone like Christian Bale, where he can just change so immensely. Yeah, for me, that's like what I always look for. Like not in a not in a tokenistic way to like no, always look different, all. but I'm like, oh, the excitement isn't in being, you know, one degree difference of me. It's like, oh, no, if you can actually have this whole range where you're exploring the different sides of you and the different aesthetics of you and the different, you know, you're walking different people's shoes and actually embracing it, that's, that's, that's the coolest thing. So, yeah, it's I feel very fortunate. I love that. Like you're so passionate at this this passion, this drive. It's, you got, you got to be, otherwise you don't absolutely. you don't survive in this thing, no, do you? No. <laughs> and I mean, this is just you know, even though you've been around for years, years and years and years. <laughs> yes. It, it yes, yes. Um, it feels like it's like almost like this is the beginning of a brand new chapter for the both of you. It's so exciting. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Season definitely. two. Season two already. Yeah. Um, what, what are you going to play on season two? <laughs> what are you going to play? Me? Yeah, what would you want to play? Oh, gosh. I reckon I'd be good at a black, as a blackjack dealer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Or yeah. a drug lord. Oh, drug yeah. Lord, yeah. Or a Latina drug lord, yeah, you think, sure. maybe? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, can I? Yeah, I mean. I don't know. What else a, is my option? Could make oh, work. you could be What anything. are my other options? <laughs> well, I you think they're good options. Uh, what don't we have in the show? Does anyone know. need a wife? Uh, I buy a oh, good wife. On. I can cook. Okay. Oh, come on, right. come on. <laughs> we can we can be a bit we more creative. Can we, yeah, yeah. Go go a bit more empowered than that. Let's oh, go. Sorry. Let's go. Let's go. Like. Well, I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't you? Resident DJ. Oh Cause, cause yes. Because Cal, Cal can't. Cal can't do it because he's a serious cop in this. You know what? Well, I am a wedding MC. Oh, okay. Who's getting well, married? We need someone to get married. I am. We'll I'm see. actually. It's actually called a professional hype girl. Oh. So uh, we need you could be oh we did actually have a hype guy on the street. Yeah, oh, to, oh, to do yeah, the yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Is it all it's always a comedian, isn't it? Yeah, but I reckon you could do that. That'd be great. You could be on <laughs> he could be on one side of the street and you could be on the other yeah. and you guys could just be going to town. Oh my god, other. that's be, sick. And that was I my mean, job when you were lifting weights at the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number one hype. You man. were sitting there eating chocolate yeah, going, yeah. hyping no, him up. No, you laugh, but we, we everyone at the gym called him DJ after party. I was just bringing the vibes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was just proud to be there. Yeah, just really proud to be yeah, there just watching. Proud Linky. to be there. Hey, hey, <laughs> just just doing my darndest. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up, I do have five quick questions to ask you. So whatever comes to mind, Go. which I'm kind of scared about now, yeah, particularly yeah. with hey, Lincoln. I know <laughs> you you open that door. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, you ready? Number uh -huh. one, what's one question you get asked all the time that you hate? Uh, are you really good at lying because you're an actor? <laughs> Do people really ask yeah, you that? Yeah, I get that really? a lot. Really? Yeah. Wait, like in a yeah, like, romantic sense? No, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of senses, actually. No, I get it a lot. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like the first question when some people are, you know, that I'm an actor, usually I get it. I was talking to somebody about it the other day. What I get that question say? a lot. Uh, they say, so you must you, be really good at lying. It? Yeah. That sounded like a pickup line at first. You're like, are you really good at lying? Because yeah. and then it was like- oh, No, my response is like a pickup line. My response is, no, I'm actually really good at telling the truth. That's what yeah. I do. Oh. Yeah. That's my well, job. I just, yeah. 
That's my sweet. response would green be like, flag. Yeah. I like, yeah, green flag. And then <laughs> they leave. Is it green flag? Or then you leave. Yeah. You leave while it's on a high. Yeah. That's amazing. You're like, see ya. See ya. <laughs> um, I don't know what my question that I'd hate is. I, I think I think it's usually when it's just, I think it's, to be honest, any question where people don't care about the answer. I'm like, mm. don't ask a question if you don't actually anyway, want to listen. Um, no, oh, yeah. sorry. What's that? <laughs> Over talking, I hate yeah. over talking. Oh, sorry about and not that. listening. Yeah, and just oh, there we go. Sorry, what was my next question? Yeah, I don't know. What's your name? Lincoln. Lincoln. Do you know on one of the? I did. Just I called a, you Lincoln. I was very I like nervous Lincoln. when I saw yeah. you, but I think that's what we're going to call do, you from now on. Do you want a on. quick little anecdote about that? Though? Absolutely. Uh, so years ago, when I finished a show, um, they had like this uh, PA system, and on my last day, I just I was in my change room, <laughs> and I just heard they were like, knock knock. I'm like, what? They're here. Who's there? Lincoln. Lincoln who? That showbiz. And ended the thing. And I was like, <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> do you not you get, get it? it? No. <laughs> As in. <laughs> where the hell did that sound effect come from? He's had that the whole time. Darcy, that sound effect. Waiting. Darcy, had that. that no, was I seriously don't. Unreal. How. Uh, this is, isn't this the first <laughs> Lincoln, session? Please explain that. <laughs> No, the whole budget went into that. Um, Do you so not understand what I just said? No, as, in, as in Lincoln who? He's he's no one anymore. That showbiz. Oh, oh my God. Because right. it was my last day. Sorry. No, because oh. of the setup you know was really a knock, knock joke. Should we you know do it really, again? Yeah. You know what's really, really great when you have to explain yeah, a joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Where's my sound effect? Okay. Come give on. Me, give me a cheer. Give me a, give me give a, a cheer, Darcy. Yeah. I didn't realize the in-studio audience. I feel like I'm a cast of friends. Oh, my God. You know, that would be right, Cam next question. <clears throat> Go. He's bright red, everybody. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> describe your show in five words or less. Go. Volatile. Gritty. Sexy. Violent. Debaucherous. Cool. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought that's what we were doing. Cool. Very, it <laughs> oh, okay, is very sweet. cool. Yeah. I thought sweet. we were doing crazy sexy I like cool. it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy sexy love. Okay. Oh, I don't know if you're going to answer this one, but I'm excited for it. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I love how you looked at the publicist in the room. <laughs> What's one rumour you've heard about yourself that you want to debunk right now? Um, <laughs> See? This is to Lincoln, I think. Lincoln? Uh, the, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone cares enough to make rumours, do they? Don't know. I don't know any. Yeah, I don't know I haven't any seen either. any. Because how would I know if they're rumours or not? Well, that's true. Just ask a question. Just be direct. <laughs> Stop dancing around this, Stop all right? Stop dancing yeah, around the question. Stop being around the bush. What are the real I questions? I have no question. No, I don't think there's I any. I just was curious yeah. if you guys have heard a rumour about yourselves and, nah. you know. No, I don't think I couldn't so. find your age for a good, yeah? solid week. See, that's the rumour. <laughs> that's the rumour that I want to debunk right yeah, here. Yeah. Okay, so whatever it is. I would like to clarify. <laughs> I think I think Wikipedia Weekly has like different. Yeah. Thing. Well, well, Wikipedia, yeah, like at how much you're worth and like. Yeah, oh, there is there is one um, one of those fake uh, websites out there about me. It says I'm five foot five and I'm worth a couple of million and uh, 
Yeah. I'm, oh, uh, yeah. I like I like what my net worth is on online. Yeah. One of my friends sent a screenshot of my net worth, and I was like, "Yeah, take away some zeros and commas, <laughs> and, you're, and yeah. you're you're about there." Yeah. I, I like mine. Wild. I was like, only keep it up there. That stuff. Yeah. No, they just know. they just come up with. I, it. I got sent actually. This is not a rumor, but I got sent a picture years ago of like someone that looked like me in this hectic like underwear Stop model it. campaign it and was it, you no, wasn't no, it no it 100% was not me but someone had, had said it was me and it's you got like paid this, for it was it <laughs> a deep fake no I don't know if it was a deep fake, but I, I had to double take and I was like, I've never, I've never done this. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, my God, everyone's going to think I did this. And then I, I was like, I can't show my face anyway. Oh, no, but who's your doppelganger? I'm trying to figure it out. Do you have a doppelganger? You tell me. No, I don't know. Nah. I, <laughs> no, I know. Like, nah. John. Who? John in the show. Yeah, John. Oh, yeah, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different eyes, doppelganger. but yes. yes. Yeah. I did notice that. You did have contacts in and you had really dark hair. I did. Look at me watching shows. You you, you watched it. (laughs) You actually watched it. I watched it it. so good. (laughs) I actually closed my eyes a couple of times. It was, yeah, it was a bit heavy for me. What what bits? You know, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Now who's red? (laughs) (laughs) Have we got a sound effect? Yeah, go on, go on. Where's the cheering? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You need like a, <laughs> a Barry White. Up. You need a Barry White sound in there somewhere. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Love it. Oh, it's pretty jolly for it. Right. What's one role that you would love to play? I'd love to play a soccer player. Oh, that's a good one. I think you. I think you'd want to as well. Oh yeah. God, I think we that's should play a really football good players. One. I want to yeah. play the. I want to play the um the coach. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who you could. You could pass as who? Roy Kent. Oh yeah, Roy Kent. You could yeah. be like Roy Kent's yeah. younger brother, Be- better Brett looking Roy Kent. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. less, less, less angry. Yeah, right. Less angry. <laughs> less angry yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. If you weren't actors, what would you be doing? Chef. Oh, 100 percent. He would be chef. Yeah, he's, he's an incredible chef. Stop chef. it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 what is your go-to I don't dish? Say signature dish? Oh, everything. I, 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 <laughs> I said go-to dish. I didn't say signature. I don't know. I, I just you can either it's one or the other. You can give me weird ingredients and I'll put stuff together, or I'll. I'll he's incredible. Things. He's incredible. Oh, thank you. Claude. Yeah. So he's like, oh yeah, come over to eat, and uh, he's I, like, I cook too much. He cooks he's like five hundred plates of food. And <laughs> I'm terrible insane. at portion control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not it's a insane. skill of mine. I made sticky chicken last night. Oh whoa. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Interesting meal. <laughs> And I made and I baked um, choc chip cookies. Oh, that's oh wow, that's very that's uh, good. Choc chip cookies. Love those. Because that's cute. I was going to bring you guys some, but yeah, they were all eaten. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. What's your what would about oh, you? Uh, I would love to be like in a rom com comedy, whatever. <gasps> just change it up. And, yeah, I love I love my rom coms. I know you do play quite the holiday. You know, great <gasps> film, underrated, oh underrated. So you know, but yeah, I love all of those films. I love. Yeah. Well, do you know what I really love? Last King of the Cross. Hey. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it is such an incredible show. I Honestly, I cannot wait to watch more. And it has honestly been the best having you guys here. Thanks oh, so much. I know. Thank what an honour. Honestly, you. thanks, guys. I wish we could drop this mic. Appreciate it. Just... Please don't. <laughs> it's stuck Bye. to the table. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the Entertainment underscore Hotline Pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast. 